Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 206, the 23rd of March, 2019. Ah, uh, now, my friends, join us in oneness as we clasp hands around our two live stream hosts, Alex Garthon Marsh and Brett Heathen Dog Grissomar. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well. Today's a good day to not get hurt. Indeed. Today's a good day to join one with your fellow beings and let everyone know that, you know what? Everyone pretty much sucks in their own special way. Wow. And so that's okay. Once you All accept right. that, things get a lot better, honestly. It's true. It's true. Just say, yeah, some people are just jerks, and some people aren't. That's how like, it works, man. Yep. That's uh, how me and Heathen Dog do it. Sometimes yep. one of I'm us the, is I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk, and he's not. Well, we have <laughs> we take turns. Yes. Honestly, Only your one number, of us is allowed. Your number comes up more than mine, though, I'll be honest. It's true. It's true. Only one of us <laughs> is allowed up a tree at a time. Pretty much. The other person <laughs> has, to, has to hit him with the stick till he gets down, and then it's their turn of the tree. All right, on today's segments, Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma, RPG Fundamentals. Get the most out of your character in Rifts. Why did you select Rifts? Well, I selected Rifts, one, because I've reviewed it before. And if anyone wants to see the reviews, they haven't really played Rifts, don't know what I'm talking about then. I'm sure Max Leal will put that link above my head. So and, you're just uh, you'll be able to see now. it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I just make him do more work. And uh, I, I also chose Rifts because uh, of the perception that all characters are the same if you, you know, juicers are the same as every other juicer you know cyborgs the same as every other cyborg you know there's minor variations but nothing important i'm gonna prove you wrong on that one. you could choose a different hat for your character that's important i don't think so but okay <laughs> in garthon's comic poll we have miles morales spider-man number four hell child blood money number one and avengers no road home number six that's right every single comic book has a colon in it and we have a number one you can always have a number one. Every week you can have a number I one. I think I'm actually starting to try and prove the point just every week. New number one. Here we go, kids. And this week I thought it was funny that I could put colons in three titles. It's, that's great. Because that's what we need. That's all that's we need. all colons all the time. That's right. Watch for next week where everything is oh, just a one-word title. I can't make mm. that happen. I think you could. Depends if Shazam comes out next week. RNG, random number generator, random things rolling around. We're going to talk about magic in the real world. Okay, now you're saying it like like we're talking about actually casting love spells and crap like like a, like a bunch of weirdos. Is no, that, we're not talking that, about that. We're not? That's not what we're talking about, no. Oh. We're talking about you go to any game system that you know, any, any RPG that you know. You get to take two magic items and bring them into the real world. What would they be? <laughs> and how would you screw yourself doing it? Chris Angel's secret reveal. <laughs> Darksider says. No, I'm talking about it. Says everyone needs a colon, and there's no better way to take care of one than your Vivo Fluid Plus. Oh God, Vivo Fluid. <laughs> Vivo Fluid Plus. All right, and we'll talk about the Shazam movie. Just saw it for the pre-release today, and I'll let you know what I think of it. I'm wearing my Shazam shirt. Oh, you are. Oh. That's right. So, ooh, teleport would be one. Says Patchup. Well, we'll see what our choices are. Think about your choices and throw them in RNG. Yeah, everyone right. think about your magic items. Initially, we, we said, he asked, I said, I'll choose the Cosmic Cube. He's like, that's not a magic item. Like, it's in the Marvel game. But then you think game. about it, it's not actually magic. It's actually technological. No, it's not magic. It's it's technological or whatever. But it, it's it's also no no artifact or god-level things, all right? I mean, the, the problem with those is you always get screwed. 
artifact and god level items will always mess oh, you up. Oh, so in the you end. say. No, every book says so. Every single one. That's because people just like moral lessons. Okay. Speaking of moral lessons, there are a lot of great philosophers in life that we could learn from. Socrates, Plato, the great muses of the kind of what is morality. We look at Locke, Hobbes, Calvin, uh, the great philosophers of religion, whether it be uh, St. Thomas Aquinas or St. Augustine or Muhammad or whoever you choose, but all these men, their wisdom coalesced into a being whose peace Gandhi would envy during a hunger strike surrounded by hookers. The one man you can come to for wisdom where no wisdom is found, for calm where calm is unattainable, and for inner truth when the truth is lies. Oh, I said it too early. <laughs> I, kept, I kept you going because I know. Good. No, I heard you. I, I knew I said it too early. Is. Yeah. Now I'm going to keep people there. The yeah. special thank you to our top current subscribers. February Twitch subscribers. Look at that. That is yeah. a lot. It is a lot. And we appreciate every single one. We every do. month we have a subscriber only giveaway. We've had a recent surge in Twitch subscribers. And well, that's, we're going to get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Special thank you to our top donation patrons. Streamlabs, Baldheart. Thank you so much. Twitch, especially uh, our Twitch cheers. Thank you so much. Especially Zon. Thank you ever so much. Our January patrons, Brian Hicks, 24 months. Sheriff's over 12 months. Aaron Matthews, thank you so much. Donation to videos, Baldheart, Gmer, and Sheriff's. Thank you ever so much. We Actually, really... there's one more. There's one more for, for Twitch cheers that uh, that happened just yesterday. That's why the slide is not updated. <gasps> A special shout out to. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, Elgarian. Elgarian knows the name. I got it for him. Well, he's not here with us. Well, he's on the he's uh, on the he chat. Should be. He, he, he was, was in the he chat. In chat. Yeah, yeah he but he's he's like what what? He's getting a sandwich. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what's going on. He, uh, uh, Jinsa. Jinsa zero six zero six. Thank you very much. You gave out so many bits. Thank you. So many. We bits. really Over appreciate that. Over hundred dollars in bits happened yesterday, and it just blew our mind. Oh, yeah. We are thankful beyond measure. Thank yeah, you. you're awesome. And Elgarian's awesome too. Oh, there's right this there. Is it's in the slide. Look at that. Thank you so hey, much. 10,000 bits. We appreciate that. Yes. You are a special legionnaire. Look our, at that special crystal star. That's right. Our Twitch follower goal. We're after 1,000. Uh, we're up to 763. According to this, we've got on 25. We're getting real close. Our that's... Twitch subscriber goal is up to 94. Holy crap. We're six away from, from a giveaway. That's right. From a big giveaway. Ah, uh, then we got YouTube. Our YouTube is stable at 1209. Needs more of that. And Patreon, we're stable there too. Thank you ever so much. We do appreciate our Patreon subscribers, followers. Thank you ever so much. It's your continued support that helps keep us going. And we just want to let you know how much we really do appreciate you. Oh, we haven't talked about this in a while, but on our uh, Patreon only uh, uh, series where we, we play Dungeons and Dragons online and die a lot. Yes, and we cry. <laughs> We purposely go into epic level dungeons that are like totally so unprepared for us. it. Just totally unprepared. getting destroyed. And we just get owned. <laughs> but we keep going until we win. Eventually we time. get through. Except for the one time we didn't. One time we didn't. But, no, we just got hey. crushed too hard. But yeah. hey, it was entertaining. You could be there watching it. Uh, we were, uh, we have been, Teeth and Dog and I, discussing more things for Patreon subscribers. And we will let you know when that starts happening. It's very preliminary. So, spread the word for each goal in 2019. We'll have a special contest specifically for that venue supporters. If all four goals are achieved in 2019 and held for three months, we'll have a special giveaway with over at least 
a thousand in prizes, probably over. Most likely over. Yes. More growth, more prizes. Tell everyone, friends, family, nerds. Remember, this is for you. We have over 200 hours a week of family-friendly stuff. Thank you ever so much. Quality comic book reviews, engaging anime reviews, informed tabletop, interesting nerd topics, the rage of Schlow, the peace of Elgarian, the wisdom of Heathen Dog, and the, what does that leave for me? Uh, the rugged good looks. Rugged good looks. There you go. <laughs> uh, how, well, about the, of, how, all right, how about the smooth, dulcet tones? Out of tones? half of us, you have the most hair. I do have, well, I have the most hair on the top of my head. The bottom That's half true. of the head has to go to Elgarian. That's true, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you add up all the hair, I think Algarian. No, no, he he switched. His his hair his hair changed teams. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's okay. My, my hair is changing teams too. That's so. all right. That's the way it works. But you got Algarian streams every day, amazing soda content, other games for your enjoyment. He the dog streaming less plays. Garthon teams up with people because he's afraid to be alone. But incoming Garthon is going to be doing uh, consoles at night, mm-hmm. so we will see what's happening. At um, less than this. Legend of the Heroes Blades of Cold Blue Steel is coming out on PS4, and I will be streaming that very shortly. Ah, oh, Twitch is rocking Thank you so much. Please spread the word about YouTube and Patreon so we can plan that 1,000 giveaway. We are looking very much forward to that. Uh, Duncan says, Woo Anthems. Yeah, I need to get more into that, too. So join the Legion on Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Watch on YouTube. Watch live on Twitch. Audio versions, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. Your support does keep us going. We already talked about that. We'll talk more about it at the end. If you want to get our gear, though, that you could be cool. Shop.spreadshirt.com. That's Legion of Myth. Okay, activities. We have our Twitch smaller subscriber giveaway. Uh, next one's coming up in April. We haven't decided on the weekend yet. But for every five subscribers who enter, it will up- activate up to three, use sometimes more, $25 Amazon gift card entries. For every five, there's a card. The same list is used for all three giveaways. So in theory, if you're there, you could be part of all three giveaways and get three cards. It hasn't happened, no. but in theory, it could. Yes. We've given away RPG books, video games, LOM swag, lots of stuff. So join us for our special giveaway next month. Heck, join us all the time. We would join you. Uh, Gen Con 2020, we're going to be there. Uh, ticket registrations in January. Activity sign up is in May 2020. The event is in August of 2020. The Legion will be there. We want you to be with us. It's early. Save that coffee money. You know, maybe get the cheap stuff. Save the money. Join us. Be there. We'll hang out. We'll rap. We'll talk. Um, I will bring, I will beatbox and we will freestyle it. Wow. Or, or not. I want to see that. I, I hey I freestyle rap with Curtis Blow. I'll have you know. I don't know who that is. You are. That's because you're not street like I am. I. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> one of us went to a high school with uh, metal detectors. One of us did not. Dark says I'd rather sell my blood than cut back on coffee. Then fair, do that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> do that. He got there before I could. <laughs> I think there's something in my Kool-Aid. I feel, I feel. <laughs> All right. Kidney for sale. You know what? Why can't we sell our kidneys? I'm just I saying. Know, right? We're allowed to give them we away, don't... but we can't sell them. Yeah. That's not that's fair. Not right. If you that's don't own right. your body, what do you own? Just saying. Just saying. All, all the work that the feminists have done over the last 70 years, and I can't sell my body. Gah! Just saying. I'm just saying. You're allowed to sell your plasma. Just saying. Throws back. It's not worth anything. I mean, kidneys don't, but uh, if they did, you wouldn't need to sell them. All right, so the Twitch streaming schedule. What? Look at that. Every day, every day. Algarian, Monday through Friday. Sometimes on the weekends, too, if he feels like it. Mm-hmm. In the morning, Shroud the Avatar. In the evening, Rim World, Miscellaneous Games, Star Trek Online, Shroud the Avatar. Teams up with Star Trek Online with Garth on a Heathen Dog. That's always cool. Can I sell Heathen Dog's kidneys? Ooh, interesting. Hey. hey. That sounds like a no, 
but yeah. wait till he's sleeping. No. <laughs> you, you get a bathtub hotel me? No. No. Gen Con 2020. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people walking around with a lot of weird costumes. Maybe some of them aren't actually in costume. Do you All see right, that bloody not, surgeon cool. costume? That was incredible. That's not cool. That's not cool. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> Garthon's got jokes. All right, everyone, join us every single day of the week where we are streaming something for your pleasure. Actually, other streams on YouTube on Mondays, 12 to 2 p.m. That'll be until the clocks change in Joy Mini. That's how they say it over there. Joy Mini. Joy Mini. Yep. Uh, Joy Mini. That's how they say it. Ah, uh, Joy Min. That's a uh, German for in German. Sure. <laughs> Do not believe anything Garthon just said. No, it's all lies. Hi, the children. Foul mouth opinion rants regarding anime, comics, games, other nerd topics, and any topic that happens to cross his path. He will talk about it, and he will be angry, and you will be angry or agree with him. Those are pretty much the the polar. The, that's, yeah, that's, that's the binary that's, choice. Yeah. Yep. Either way, you'll want to get your pitchforks, either with him or against him. Select your rant. Reactions live from anime, comics, nerd rants, angry video game rants. ACGN rant worth suggestions. Let Max know. And upcoming YouTube videos for Earth on 4th Edition on The Thief. Uh, his Earth on videos getting some great traction. If you're at all interested in the Earth on gaming world, and you should be, it's a lot of fun, check it out. Uh, the Earth on community loves them. You should too. Ratings. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire legitimate organization. While we make an effort to provide a family friendly atmosphere. There may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. Ah. Hmm. Now, my friends, I left you with a question earlier. Who has the calm to dictate what is truth? It was Socrates, I believe, who said his wisdom was in knowing what he did not know. And what man knows what you do not know more than the master of the RPG, Heathen Dogs, RPGs. Maximize your Rift's character. Thank you very much, It uh, doesn't say RPG Garthon, fundamentals. That confused me. Well, it's it's covered. All right. It's covered. It's, that's, it, a, uh, that's, a, that's a heck of a clicky title there. Yeah, yeah. Max Liao is, is uh, practicing... Practicing uh, clickbait, clickbait sorcery titles, yeah, that's what it is. But that's the this is exactly what this is about. I I chose riffs because it's uh, like like I said before, uh, riffs is known by many to be just cookie cutter type stuff. You're a juicer. You're you're basically the same as every other juicer on the board of your level. Same thing for a cyborg. Same thing for a crazy. Same thing for a leyline walker, a mind melter, whatever. Up, up until you pick your spells or sonic powers, they are the same as everybody else. That's not and true. And you're probably going to pick the same powers as everyone else because those are the best ones. At least half, yeah. That, that, yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to why that's not true. But first, oh my gosh, it's totally in my face. <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> Subscribe. Thanks. Nice. Okay, let's let's go into the the particulars of the Rift system. Uh, publication date: first edition came out in 1990. Pyroshi. <laughs> <laughs> Token The uh, ultimate edition, which is what I'll be working off of, came out in 2005. The ultimate edition uh, of Rifts was very good. Yes. Uh, publisher: Palladium Books. Uh, the core book you can get for uh, on PDF for twenty dollars. On eBay, you can get a physical copy that is gently used or like new. 
uh, for $30. You want to get a brand new book, you go to the Palladium website and you can get that for just under $42. Palladium would appreciate you going to their website and buying a new book. Yes, they would. I have no doubt. Just saying. It's true. That never stops right. me from buying anything used. I don't care how much they'd no. appreciate it. And they're not sponsoring this this episode. No. If they were sponsoring, I would tell you you're – They should. If they were, you'd be a sinner, a horrible, horrible being for going to eBay instead of buying a book. But... I would be a super sellout, and I could live with that. Yeah, depending. Depending. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, what do you start with? You Like always in the game, you start by rolling attributes. Now, if you play by the book, this doesn't give you a lot of options because playing by the book means you roll 3D6. You go from top to bottom, from IQ – all the way down to speed, one at a time, all in order, no variation. You roll what you roll, whatever whatever OCC uh, class or RCC race that that uh, that you can get. That's your choices, because there are minimums for many. Yep. Most Which, game masters don't don't do that. Right, most because game masters, well, that's because when most people are starting a game, they like I want to play X, and then if you roll, yes. oh well, you can't now. Oh. And then you're all sad. You don't want to play. Yeah, exactly. So that's why most game masters don't. Some allow 4d6. Drop the lowest. And Well, no. If uh, you allow 4d6, drop the lowest, unless the, the uh, top three equals 16, 17, or 18, then you count the other one. Hmm. They allow that. Okay, great. I mean, it's it, it doesn't really give you a mathematical advantage, but... Well, no, it does, because you have an extra die to, to wiggle around, so it gives you some advantage. But m some do that. Most allow stat placement, which means you roll... The, you roll the number of stats that there are stats, and then you get to pick and choose where they where the numbers go. Most game masters do that. Okay. Now, if you're in this camp, the most game master, then if your stat placement is allowed, and you can choose your class beforehand, this is the way you can make some great moves right out of the gate to help your character be more, uh, I don't know, diverse and useful. All right. So. Uh, what 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 are those moves you're talking about? We're, we're not going to min max, all right. We're not going to do that. As a matter of fact, as a man at arms, uh, as an example, MD in an MDC world, in a world of mega damage, if you're not supernaturally strong, your physical strength doesn't mean a whole lot. Not in a fight, it doesn't mean a whole lot. You don't need a whole lot of strength. I think to to especially a cyborg because they don't even have physical attributes. You got to buy them. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You, it doesn't matter. You're just going to lose whatever you put in there anyway. So whatever. But even for like a, a Merc or a, or a crazy or a juicer, it doesn't really matter that much. You meet the minimal requirement. The rest of it's going to take care of itself either through special abilities of the juicer or crazy or through skills later on with skill. There's a lot of skills that increase physical stats. So you can start off a little weak and end up swole like you want to be. You know, it's fine. You want to look swole, then fine. Yeah. You get some skills to, to swell yourself up. Yeah. But in, instead of concentrating on these physical stats, try the other ones. Try mental affinity. It has that trust intimidate role. Now, mental affinity, mental affinity and physical beauty. These are two very special stats because if you look at the attribute bonus chart under mental, mental affinity, if you have a 16, it's 40% trust or intimidate. Now, this isn't a straight roll. This is a bonus to whatever skill you're using that this falls under. A bonus. Which is nice. Which is phenomenal, especially at first level. For example, 
Intimidate is a skill. It starts off at around 20-25% at first level, which means you suck at intimidation at first level. It's oh, understandable. Yeah. You're first level. I yeah, get you're it. not that intimidating. Exactly. But with even a mental affinity of 16, that 25 is now a 65. Now you got some rolls to make. Now you, you got some you got some people crying in there, crying in their beer and peeing in their pants. That's what you're doing. And uh, for physical beauty, uh, charm and impress. Uh, th- theater, uh, putting on a, an, an instrumental show, singing, dancing, uh, seduction, uh, public speaking. All of these are skills. And all of this, 30%, 35, 40 from 16 on up is a bonus on top of the, of the skill roll. So you can get these skills, which are normally almost worthless, Really, especially at first level, because singing is like thirty percent. You know, seduction's twenty, maybe, maybe, maybe twenty-five, but I think it's I think it's more like twenty. But with a high physical beauty or a high mental affinity, you can make these very useful right away. Very true. And, very true. Yeah, there is dozens of skills that are affected by uh, mental affinity and physical beauty that you wouldn't have even thought of before because you've never had an MA or a PB that was high enough to do this. You never thought about it. I get yeah. it. You know, you're, you're a Merc, you know, you, you got other, you got other stats to worry about. Well, give, give, give some love to one of these and you're doing fine. Now IQ of course is a no brainer and I understand what happened there. But uh, uh, if your IQ is 16 or higher, you get a one-time bonus when you get a skill of a certain percentage right on the top. Boom. Added right away. So when you start out, every single skill at the end of your character creation gets a bump. That ends up being a lot because you get a lot of skills in this oh, game. Oh, yeah, you do. Right, right right, from jump, you get a lot of skills. Getting 2% to all of them, you're getting a total of something like 150% if you add them all up. It's a yeah, lot of a skills. Huge bonus. So, yeah, so it's really, really worth it. Even a 16, really worth it because it's spread out everywhere. Now, let's move it, let's pivot from attributes and let, let's go to your, your uh, occupational character class or racial character class choices, all right? Now, you can have too much of a good thing. Everyone knows this. For example, in your team, already there's two glitter boys and two juicers. Well, you got combat covered, man. I mean, a lot. Oh yeah. You got combat covered a lot. You have the glitter boys, which, which can take on, uh, uh, APCs and, and siege level stuff all the way down to medium power armor and then you have the, the juicers to keep them clear of the riffraff so no one's you know sniping at their legs but frankly juicers can take on the big stuff too if you have exactly oh well, yeah true enough but you know the the glitter boy will do it better with their little boom boom gun now you don't need another man-at-arms class you don't need another fighter but those glitter boys need an operator and uh, you are seriously deficient in magic and, and, and psychic backup. Seriously. A couple of, couple of lane line walkers and a shifters will tear you up. Because you have no magical offense or defense. What, what about a cyanite? Well, that's next. Let's say you have two shifters and a techno wizard. Well, you are magic heavy. And uh, in a firefight, you're not doing too well. So you might want to make a merc or a cyber knight or a headhunter, someone someone to handle the more mundane stuff. I'd recommend a cyber knight because they're they're a wonderful mixture of uh, of, of psionic powers that are used in a very creative way, and just plain old uh, butt kicking. 
Yep, that's true. That's what they do. But some people don't like playing the Rift's equivalent of a Paladin. I get it. I understand. So a Merc Soldier, a Headhunter, they have they have great overall uh, skill diversity, but they can hold their own in a fight at first level just almost as well as a Juicer or a Glitter Boy or not maybe not Glitter Boy, but you know a Juicer or a Crazy or whatever. Let's say you have a Juicer, you have a Mind Melter, and you have a Mystic. You have you have straight up normal combat, you have mental powers, and you have magic and psionic ability. Got like you. It. You are you are pretty diverse, right? Yeah. Well, you are pretty diverse for combat again. Combat. But every time you're not out of you're you're not in combat, you have some skill holes. You can fill those with a rogue scholar or a crazy. A crazy is a general he can fit he he can fit his round peg into a square hole because he'll just beat it in. All right, he can fit anywhere. But a rogue scholar, amazing skill selection. And I'm, I'm going to get through the skills in a second, but the, these guys will fill all of your non-combat needs. All of them. So if you're a combat-heavy group, you need a non-combat uh, support role, and a Rogue Scholar is, is one of the adventurer classes that is the ticket. All right. Now, speaking of the skills, skills are key in your, in your diversity. Look at that. I made it rhyme. It was a really bad rhyme. I'm very anyway. proud of you. Thank you. You got to think outside the box on this one because everyone else who has the cookie cutter program is thinking in that box. And they're just going to make the same thing over and over again. You get skills for yourself. Literacy. Almost no one in the co- in the in the what was once the lower 48 can friggin read. If you can read, you can you can get free room and board in a small village just by reading them their holy book. Or, you know, reading Grimm's fairy tales to them. They will, it will be like a yearly celebration of them because they, <laughs> no one can read. No, seriously, this is true. Yeah, in some you, of the places, yeah. Yeah, this is great. Computer operation. Now, normally, under normal circumstances, normal, non stressful circumstances, you can just use basic computer stuff. Right. You know, you can just, you know, type into Google and say, oh, I'm doing this. I want to, where, where is my local chilies? And Google will tell you, you know. But in a stressful situation, when you're really hungry or someone's got a gun to your back, you, you try and use a computer without computer operation and you're, you're, you're typing in searches into Facebook, like grandma, you know, and it easily just gets out of hand and you fail at something completely simple because you're under pressure and the GM says, no, you got to roll. I don't have the skill. Well, then you fail. <laughs> Suck it, Joe. You know, it's so, not an operating yeah. system you're familiar with. You're hosed. There you go. And hunting and fishing. People don't get this. Uh, this cannot be overstated. You cannot go hunting with a mega damage weapon. No. Well, I'm going to get to that I mean, in, in equipment. I'm going to get to that in equipment. <laughs> Don't worry. I did not forget that. But hunting and fishing, this uh, what I'm about to say cannot be overstated. Most of Rift's world is wilderness. Mm-hmm. At any given point, you can be 100 miles from the nearest equivalent of a 7-Eleven. You are going to run out of food that you brought with you. If you cannot hunt and you cannot fish, no one in your party has this ability, then someone's going to die. I don't know if it's going to be by starvation or Donner Party or whatever, but someone's going to die. All right, now, skills for your group. Demolitions. I chose demolitions because this one is very special. Demolition skill allows you to place and hide 
and properly implement explosions. Boom. Okay, great. You can you can plant explosives as traps. You can plant explosives on mm. things. You can do all that good stuff. That's another tool in your belt. Great. But there's a secondary uh, part of this skill. If you read it, it says you now have the ability to spot other people's hidden demolitions traps. Ooh, that's useful. Yes, it's very useful. They do have a detect traps slash mines skill. But it starts at 20% but it gives you a plus 50% if you're using a device that assists you in finding mines or traps. And I looked through the entire book, the entire ultimate book. I'm sure there's no device that says it's for that. There is no device that says it's for that. So the skill is basically useless, but the demolition skill, you roll the demolition skill, which starts at 60%. There you go. Very nice. Not only can you plant these bombs, but you can find bombs that other people have planted. L look for the skills that have dual purposes like this. There are some in there. Like archaeology and anthropology. Archaeology, the, the, the study of ancient artifacts, stuff like that, and ancient peoples that are no longer alive. And anthropology is the study of, of peoples that are currently there. They're there, and you're studying them as they live. Now, uh, you're like, why do I care about this? Why do I care about a sunset? Because each one of those has a secondary skill inside it that allows you to recognize the value of pre-rips items. Now, this is very important because, like I said, you at any point you could be 100 miles from somewhere. All you have is this little podunk village, and they don't deal in credits. They don't care about credits. They're fighting for survival. Very true. So they, they deal in barter. They deal in trade. And if, and if you, can you can determine what is valuable and what is not, you're a leg up. These skills allow you to do that. Plus, anthropology will allow you to, to uh, uh, interact with, with, uh, with, with strange beings or different cultures much more easily without offending them and getting yourself run out of town, which has happened to me on more than one occasion. And he's not that, talking about in-game. He's actually talking about it. Oh, that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> now, I put this in here for skills. I don't know, be, be, because I had to put it somewhere. I want to put it here. Glitter Boy Operators, the class, have one love in life. They love, they have one love. They, they, are, the, they are the sailors that, 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 that uh, uh, can't be away from the sea, but this makes them come back to shore every time. That's the OCC called the Operator. Well, someone has to fix their stuff. Exactly. It's it's strange to me that a Glitter Boy operator, they're called operator, this is why they're called operator, does not have the ability to repair power armor. Well, which a is pilot can't fix a plane. They can't fix the thing that they, re they require to do their job. An well, operator can, and he can do it real well. An operator can, but then most people can't fix the things required to do their jobs. That's true, but this is Rift's world where this is Wild Wild West. If you can't do it yourself and you don't have someone to do it for you, then it's just not getting done. That's true. Yeah. So a glitter boy can't do it. He's got to get someone to do it for him, and that's the operator. All right. Now, speaking of equipment, this is where you can blow it. Don't blow it. Okay. The easy stuff. This is the stuff that no one forgets. Ammo and or power packs. Food and water. Bullets and beans, people. Bullets and beans. No one forgets the bullets and beans. Usually. And fuel, 
usually and fuel for your ride whatever it uses does it use gas does it use giant power cells does it use a nuclear battery whatever i don't know fusion core whatever i don't know but they never forget these things no one ever forgets this stuff that's the first thing they're thinking about some people forget important stuff that is not about combat like local maps they have them cartography has not gone extinct and maps are very important because old maps pre-rips maps don't work anymore because the earth has changed so much yep so you have to buy and use local maps to get around i have land navigation at 98 percent. great do you have a map and a compass well no then it's worthless <laughs> good for you buddy instead of compass you can't even accurately draw your own map no no you can't tradable goods like i said earlier you know not everyone uses credits if you're outside a big city credits are worthless absolutely worthless you have to deal in tradable goods like uh you know uh mres are really good for for a lot of people because they last forever and you know these small farms out there may have a bad wind may have a bad summer a bad harvest and they just need some more food to get by they'll they'll take that all day or maybe it's a food they can't get locally there you go or uh books on on how to learn how to read abc's made simple that'll get you a lot village elder wants to know how to read okay teach him how to read that'll give you good stuff pots and pans man pots and pans people forget pots and pans i have hunting i have fishing great what are you gonna cook it on dummy get a ring of rocks and a stick every meal every meal meat on a stick there you go and every every time you eat the game master will roll did he get a disease oh burn the disease out of the meat (laughs) there you go so pots and pans people pots and a radio you have no idea how useful a radio is just a friggin radio just every once in a while just tune around you'll you'll pick up stray transmissions if you get coded transmissions well then you're in trouble somewhere they're they're still playing hotel california they'll never escape that song there you go yeah probably but uh you know coded transmissions usually means there there's there's a military contingent around you within radio range of you and radio range in rifts in rifts earth is like 10 15 20 miles an hour uh, 20 miles uh, radius so it's close and that could be dangerous for you that could be very dangerous for you so you want to skedaddle all right radio very important and these are the things that everyone forgets fishing line with hooks no i don't understand why he took the fishing skill but he didn't take fishing line what are you gonna fish with dummy that's equipment that's actually in the book it's in the book fishing line is in the book (laughs) so it's important to fish with flashlight flashlights are good flashlights fine but i got a flashlight on my power armor yes but you can't wear power armor everywhere you can't i'm sorry you want to power armor is bad for fishing and hunting it's bad for fishing, and and it's it's bad for going into a local village they're going to think you're there to rob them because because everyone else who shows up in power armor exactly everyone else who shows up with power armor is there to rob them so um, unless you want to scare the locals away you know just don't wear your power armor and when it gets dark you're going to need a flashlight you you want to look under under a rock you need a flashlight you know this is what happens flashlights are extremely useful all right and a video camera my god man a video camera he's like what am i going to use a video camera for you're going to record things important things so you don't forget 
you can uh, uh, you go to a puzzle. You you have the classic puzzle thing. You're recording, solving the puzzle, and the, the and the game master's like, well, you didn't write anything down. No, I recorded it. Look, we can watch. We can watch what happened. All the all the permutations we tried, we can watch and do different ones. Or uh, someone someone is telling you how to get to somewhere. Or codes to put into a computer when, once you infiltrate the facility. You record that stuff, man. Why not do it? It's great. They have versatility everywhere. Plus, uh, these these local villages. If if you say pop a couple of vids in there, you can get that room and board paid for. Oh yeah. Just show a movie. Show a movie to the village. You can do it. You could find a DVD of Splash Two somewhere and just impress everyone. Exactly right. Just impress the heck out of everybody. All right. So th- those are the ways that you can change your character. Give them more utility. Now there's plenty more. There's plenty more ways. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I could have gone through every skill that had a that had a secondary function, but now that you know that they're there, you can look for them. Absolutely. There's a list of all the common equipment. I went through some of them that have that have utility outside of combat that you're gonna like. There's a whole list. Now you're looking the right way. You've aligned your brain to look for these things. What's useful out of combat? You have a lot of secondary skills, especially if you're an adventurer type and not a man-at-arms or or a psychic or a mage. You have a lot of general skills you can take. Now you're aligned your thinking to take advantage of not just combat, but out of combat. And of course, I taught you that the attribute, mental affinity, and physical beauty are supremely important when you're not firing bullets. They, they hook up with so many skills and make them so much better. It can, it can be the difference between a useless skill and, and a skill you can't live without. And there we go. Very nice. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You are welcome. Now, what are your – you, you, this, this is still you. Oh, there you go. Uh, what did you think of this segment? Uh, did you like it? Did you think it sucked? Throw Dude. it in chat. Throw it in comments below. What are your thoughts on the character creation process for Riffs? I mean, do you think it was cookie cutter? What do you think now? All right. And do you have any suggestions for future RPGs? I think I've got one already written down from, from last week, but uh, I will put it on the list and I will do that one as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Heather Dog. Those are some pretty welcome. interesting ideas of how to like things to consider when making your Rifts characters or any, actually in some ways, a lot of games mm-hmm. things to take with you, especially postmodern. Should I entertain folks in the village with a banjo skill? You know, I'm sure they'd appreciate some banjo skills. And Why not with take physical beauty? Closer? With physical beauty, you can entertain and make money. You can literally make make money for food, water, and bullets by singing to a tavern. That's right, because just like now, you don't need skill to be a pop star. You looks looks pretty much account for everything. Nah, that was cold. That's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. It's Wait. the it's the era of auto tune. Yep. Don't miss an episode. Follow on Twitch with notifications and subscribe. You go to follow. Like, hey, follow is pretty good. And you get notified. See us channels activities clearly go live. But you know what you can do? Subscribe! Oh my gosh, and things are so much better for you. And then you can also go YouTube subscriber and the lightning bolt strike. And lo, you are knowledgeable about when the videos are uploaded to YouTube so you can see your favorite segments from the Legion of Myth. Here's St. Millie Finley was 30 years before their time. Sort of, yeah. 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 They'd be a lot I mean, more accepted now. 
It's true. It's true. Yeah, because the, there's been so many slips of, of so many high level pop stars that, oh, there's a there's a technical malfunction and their real voice comes through. and It's awful. Yeah. Millie Vanilli would not have been ruined. Like Nowadays, it would just be, oh, that's OK. That's just their backup singers way in yeah. the back. Yep. Singing for go. them. And they were like, OK, that's right. And you should get more Heathen Dogway. You can find him on YouTube. Find his segments, anime RPG segments, team-ups, and everyone in Star Trek Online with that Garthon cat and Dolgarian. His past streams, look him up on YouTube. Very entertaining stuff. You can even watch him cry when he gets destroyed. Well, not cry. He never actually cries. But you can I, see I pieces of a soul get destroyed. Get and upset. his current soul-destroying activity is Pacify, which he yeah. streams Mondays on Twitch. Oh, uh, Elgarian bought the game. It's only $5. Elgarian bought the game and he's going to help me out because I've played four, five, ten. I played 15 times and I haven't come. Well, I no, no, close is relative term. I haven't even come close to winning. So he's going to help yep. me. Doug says my character would be the ugliest sin, but banjo skills would melt the demon's heart. He has only one response to any problem and it's probably not long for this world. The Raiders have come. Don't worry. I have my banjo. <laughs> <laughs> hit him on the head with it but Algarian's right uh there's room for two more people so if i can't do fingers right two more people if you uh if you want to if you want to come with us uh Elgarian and i uh monday night at 8 p.m central then uh you can buy the game for five bucks and jump on into my hosted game and we can try it together Ooh, death is one how nice mm-hmm. all right thank you heathen dog welcome now ladies and gentlemen the time has come Oh, okay. Can, can I read it? Sure. Okay. Whether you are a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into comic book genre, look no further than Garthon's Comic Pool. Join Garthon live every Saturday, 8 p.m. Central, on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Now, let's give it up to Garthon. Yes, Garthon's comic pull. Garthon buys comics, reads comics, tells you about comics. First up, ah, subscribe! <laughs> Duncan's immersion! Oh my gosh, it's right in my face! <laughs> subscribe on YouTube so you can know exactly when the newest version of Garthon's comic pull is uploaded. Alright, first up, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number four from Marvel Comics. Written by Saladin Ahmed. Art by Javier Garon. Colors by David Curiel. Cover by Marco de Alfonso. Alright, here's the thing. This cover sucks. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is like a Why? Uh, little, little little kid cartoon cover. Right. It is full of a whole bunch of nerd Easter eggs, if you'll start looking at it. Like, you notice in the background atop the shelf is Herbie from the Fantastic Four cartoon. But it's like a Herbie coffee maker. There's a NES behind him on the top shelf. Um, the, the video game cabinet is Polybius, which is a video game that actually didn't exist, which is supposed to be like a mind control experiment. It's video game, but there's all sorts of like nerd references. It's kind of cute, but would rather have a well-drawn cover. Yeah. The interior art is so much better. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I will say the cover is, it is eye catching the way the colors work. It's eye catching. It's just, you're like, Oh, that's, it's an okay cover, I guess. It, but the interior art is so much better. It's a, it's it's like a comic book uh, in the style of Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Okay, and we'll have nightmares if I subscribe buttons. Batman's immersion. So, uh, this book basically covers Miles Morales, the if you, the hero of uh, the Edge of Spider-Verse film, who's 
has a long comic history. We've been talking about him for a while. I'm a fan of Miles Morales. But they're starting like a kind of a new story arc in which there's a assistant principal at his school who is determined to catch Miles Morales because he knows he's a bad egg. He knows he's skipping school. And, you know, that's why he... It's actually the first phase starts off with, Miles Morales has been hiding something. I know now what it is. I know his big secret. And his assistant, which I could just picture all off Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. This is, looks like Ferris Bueller's Day yeah. Off right what's, away. What's the big secret, Lyle? The odd patterns of tardies. The frequent trips off campus. Don't you see it, Louise? Miles Morales is skipping school! Because you're expecting Spider-Man, but no, skipping school. And I'm going to prove it. The guy also vaguely looks like that actor from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Howard yeah. the Duck, who yeah. uh, no one will hire because I think he's in prison. I'm not sure. For uh, naughty, naughty things, which I'm not going to get into. Um, basically, the story of this centers around Miles and one of his friends uh, and the girl he's kind of dating, but not really, but they are kind of dating. Uh, skip to school to go to the museum because they're having a history of hip hop exhibit, and actually, so Biggie Smalls originally original papers are going to be there. So they decide to all fake being sick because their buddy and roommate actually is sick. He's at a bo- fancy boarding school on a scholarship because sure. um, he's very smart. So basically, they are all going to say, "Oh yeah, we're sick too," and his buddy actually is sick. And they're all going to go out. So it's they're like the assistant principal trying to track them down. At the same time, they're trying to go out and have an adventure going to this museum exhibit. But at the same time, it seems like everywhere they go, some event happens, and he has to Spider-Man out and uh, save everyone. Okay. Uh, Dark Side Steel, I feel like the cover with the Purple Science just find the trend of 80s stuff being popular. Yeah, it has a very 80s vibe to it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, Darksiders. So it actually plays a bit like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. where he's like the principal trying to catch them, and everyone's like, why are you after this guy so hard? He's a great student. He gets straight A's. He's a bit of an insomniac, and his issues with sleeping. But And eventually, like the, the principal's like, where are you going? We have a meeting, and so he's in semi-trouble. And ends up with the race between him and Miles trying to get back to school first so that he could hide in his room and pretend he's been sick all day. Uh, Again, this, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. yeah, all of Ferris Bueller. Uh, it's not... I would call it an homage, if anything. It's definitely not a ripoff. But uh, there's some neat moments in there. Like, there's a couple times he almost kisses his girlfriend, and then, like, the subway, the, uh, the, the subway car around starts going off the rails because of stuff that happened during the Atlantis attack stuff recently with, with Namor. So he has to spider wow. it up and save the train. And then they're at the museum, and you know, they, they start getting leaning for a kiss, and, like, there's crashing to us, the lights go out, like, what? It's like, come on, not again! And then he has to Spider-Man out and fight off this guy calling himself the Frost Pharaoh, who's after, like, some artifact in the museum, and it's, like, a white guy with blonde hair. He's like, he's fine. He's like, yeah, I don't think any of the pharaohs actually had blonde hair. I'm just, I'm not a history expert, but I'm pretty sure that's not how it is. But, so he's beating up that guy, and... It, so it's a fun book, it actually was nicely character. Like on the way home, he actually does get his kiss, so that was a nice moment. Mm. Uh, spoiler alert. And they I'm make it. Say that before. Oh man, Shazam's gonna suck. So <laughs> they make it. They make it back into the dorms just in time, right before the principal, the vice principal, gets back to his dorm room, pops the door. He's like, "Oh, we've been sick all day. That's why I'm sweating so much." He's like, 
next time, Morales. And uh, and then of course he ends up like sick after fighting the Frost Pharaoh and getting you know frozen. You know he has like a cold now. So with great power interruptions, it's pretty good. Well, seven three. So it was a fun book. It wasn't too heavy on like big moral decisions or big world destroying stuff. This was a great book. They set up a like a J. Jonah Jameson type villain for him, where he's in a position of authority over him, but is also a little incompetent. Um, but at worst, can make his life miserable. Can't destroy him in any way. Um, they did some nice character building work with his friends and his girlfriend. The art was solid all throughout. The action seems really great. Um, uh, I have your on. I just have loved his art. Every issue he's done. Uh, David Carroll's colors are nice. They pop when they need to. The transition to dark and light are great. The only flaw I have in this book is the cover. That's the only thing I can point at and say, this is dumb. And even then, that's kind of a minor gripe. Just because they're stylistic, I can see what they're going for. But it's fun. Duncan says, when will Batman get his over his repressed anger and pain at never having returns last video from Blockbuster. They closed it down before I could. I tried to build a time machine. I tried to borrow the Flash's time treadmill. He said it was frivolous. The Flash said I was frivolous. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I have to go back in time and buy Blockbuster so I don't have to return the video. The, uh, <laughs> I'll call it Batbuster. Wait, never mind. Oh, can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> Blockbatster. Hmm. Uh, but I really enjoyed this book. It moved really nicely. It had kind of a fun villain in it. I can't. Com- My only complaint is the cover. I really love this issue. If I this is it. If someone said, "Hey, I got a teenage son who kind of wants to get into comics. He kind of likes Spider-Man. What should I get him?" I would say Miles Morales Spider-Man issue four is on shelves right now. Buy it. He will love that book. So. I'm going to give it four and a half out of five. Loved this book. Just loved it. Fun read. I thought you were going to trigger Baldar. No, this was a fun read. I really loved it. Like the only thing I can really knock it down for is the cover. They actually referenced a major event happening in the Marvel universe without having it take over the issue or have it be a look or a silly look Atlanteans. Okay. Let's Mm. keep walking, you know, or wow. I saw the paper. Something bad happened over there. Whoo. Glad I wasn't there. Just everything worked in this issue, except the cover. And even the cover kind of works a little bit. The more you stare at it, it's just one of those, the more you stare at it, the more nerd references you start hitting. So I, I kind of, there's even, a, there's a bop it up in the shelf too, and a Jenga. Because they're, they're, they're at a Games and Grubs cafe. So, yep. I don't know. I think the cover could be better, but it's starting to grow on me from staring at it too long. All right, next. Hellchild, Blood Money, number one, Zenoscope Comics. All right, uh, new from Zenoscope, uh, Hellchild, Blood Money, number one, written by Ralph Tedesco, art by Butch Mappa, colors by Dijo, I think it said. Watch, watch the Spider-Man scene. Spider-Man was a great film. Uh, cover by Marco Mastrazzo. I like that cover. Uh, they, they had a lot of variant covers. and uh, Yes, they for, did. Yeah, for, for the for the tweet, I used a... Uh, I, I, I used a... Uh, j- just a picture of the main character because I did I couldn't decide on a variant cover fair enough <laughs> um, this book is a well just by the name you should assume we're not in happy 
Miles Morales Spider-Man world anymore. No, no. We, we changed tack. Yeah, when something calls itself Hell Child Blood Money, you're not in for puppy petting time. No. Uh, this book tells uh, the beginning story. It's trying to open up the world. Uh, it opens up with, with uh, like, dead hookers and people getting killed. It opens like a freaking Quentin Tarantino movie. The art has a serious indie art vibe to it, where sometimes the colors are a bit uh, flat, like they don't overly shade stuff, but then the shade style makes it even look flatter, but it's not. But they're also trying to draw you into certain areas. So that's the style they're going for in this. It actually really starts growing on you, because it's almost realistic, but it's almost not by how flat it is, and it's on purposely in that uncanny valley. And they are telling a violent story in a violent world. Uh, essentially, rich guys, loser kid, uh, is trying to impress some, is hanging out with some people who are with some high class escorts. Uh, the people are basically escorts handlers. Uh, they end up doing a bunch of drugs. One of them overdoses and dies. Um, the other so escort. One of the guys or one of the escorts? One of the escorts. Oh, of course, yeah. The okay, no. they start Handled. freaking. Uh, the the second escort starts freaking out. She she wants to call the cops or an ambulance. They tell her not to. She's gonna do it anyway. One of the escorts freaks out. I uh, sorry. One of the people who escorts the escort. One of the people. John. It you're, well no no he's oh, no, not a John. The, 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 the handler. Okay, the handler. Yeah. yeah. One of the handlers freaks out and shoots the escort. That's not how you handle. No, it is not. But he's an idiot. <laughs> It's actually the blonde guy there who you see tied up. Wow. All right. Um, so they're all freaking out. Rich kid calls his dad. He's like, Dad, something bad happened. He's like, what happened? Oh, there's a dead hooker. He's like, oh, Jesus. All right, I'm going to call my dude. He's going to clean everything up. Just don't worry about it. The wolf. Yeah, basically he calls the wolf. Cool. And so he basically they don't sh- takes care of it and is like, okay, those escorts belong to a very, very dangerous group of people. Those are very high-end people you do not screw with. He's like, yeah, you need to hire my son a very good bodyguard then. He's like, I know a person, but she won't come cheap. And, of course, that enters our title character. And, of course, you get the usual... It's very much set up like an action... Like a kind of a Quentin Tarantino thing where he shows up... She shows up and he's like, yeah, I don't need a bodyguard. I already got my big tough guy here. She's like, yeah, he's an idiot. I can already tell. Meanwhile, the two handlers are being questioned... By the Hyatt people, we were told were very dangerous, mm-hmm. and that's when you see the pa- the page on the left, where the 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 brunette guy is not doesn't roll on anyone. He's like, oh yeah, we don't know what happened. They pull out his teeth and they cut off his finger. He's not talking. Wow. And then the blonde guy, oh okay okay, I'll tell you what happened. Just don't hurt hurt me because they're about to go to him. It's like and he basically tells him like the one chick freaked out, and then he blames the rich kid for shooting the other one. Even though he's the one who did well, it. Of course he does. Come on. Hell yeah. It's like, yeah, we were going to tell you, but but we freaked out. And they said, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vera, who's the third one, is still still with Jake, the rich kid. And she's alive, but she's just scared. Yeah, the Jake calls dad who got who got rid of the bodies. And his dad's done with the big deal. He's like, uh, so what's Jake's last name? Uh, I don't know. He's Logan's boy. Oh, what do I need you for? Shoots him in the head. Then looks at the person oh. brunette. He's like, oh, t- tells his full name. All right, thanks. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. So let me guess. You let two of my girls die. Let this kid, Jake Paulson, kid, get away with it. And then you let him, ha- as daddy, clean up your mess? Do I have that straight? 
you could guess what happens to him afterwards. Uh, I wouldn't say it like that. Yeah, he I mean, didn't. When, he, when you he, say it out loud, it's kind of bad. Yeah, he doesn't get shot. He gets his head cut off with a giant freaking pair of scissors. Um, all right. <laughs> so, so they all get killed. Um, which goes, which then takes us to the wolf. It's not the wolf, but the, the rich kids. I say, hey, uh, those guys I warned you about. I, yeah, they're already people are starting to go missing. You need protection. It's like, it's like I can't. I have this really important meeting I have to go to tonight. It's a big public gal. It's like you need to get somewhere safe. These people do not screw around. It's like uh, we'll do it after this thing. It's gonna be a public place. Don't... So as they're walking into the big public place, these guys roll up with clown masks in a van, blow both of them away. The dad and the mom. And then drive off. Great. Meanwhile, Junior is taking third escort out to the club with beefy bodyguard and our girl, uh, Hellchild. Who, does she have a real name or does she actually she just go by She does have a real name, which I, I had up on my screen and I took it down because I am dumb. It's probably going to be something lame like Sarah. Nah, it's not. Uh, See, now you're going to make me look for it. Well, yeah. Uncool. They actually make me do research. See, I had it up because I knew I wanted to have more info. So I knew this was coming. And then I took it down because that's what I do. Doop doop doop. Doop Looking for Looking forward. Looking for it. Where did it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? That's not it. Where did it go? Ange uh, Angelica Blackstone. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... I'm not going to say it's... Yeah, why not? She's half demon. She could get away with that name. Yeah, uh, the eyes gave it away. Yeah. Basically, they're in the club, and she's like... All of a sudden, she's looking around. She's just looking at the club's like, okay, we need to leave now. Something bad is going to go down really quickly. And Beef Dude's like, what? This place is lit, man. It's like, and it's like, we need to go... Yo, rich idiot, we need to go. Get your hooker. We need to go. Big boofy, boofy got bodyguard's like, no, we're cool. And then he gets shot in the head. All right. <laughs> She's like, damn it. And everyone starts freaking out. That's when you see the. That's when you go to the page on the right where it's like, you and Vera. That's the third escort. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Notice here needs to get hurt. I have money, a lot of it. I'll pay anything. Seriously, we can work this out. Like, look, I'm out of patience. If you two come right now, or everyone dies, and we take you with us. To which Angelica gets, says, you know, I have another idea. And then she pulls out her double-bladed knife and whips it out, which turns into a giant double-bladed sword, which I don't have that panel. Oh. I didn't want to. You need to buy it yourself to see that. And oh, then she basically gives the gives the final, you know, come on. So you don't actually get to see her, like, do anything super badass this issue. Oh. So they teased it. I actually was impressed that they teased it. It's like, ah, buy the next issue. <laughs> which I, I appreciated. But I liked... This setup, it's really dark. I mean, you got dead escorts. You got, you know, rich kid's son being an idiot and his parents. Every Usually the parents live. No, the parents get killed too. Everyone dies. No one's a hero. I wonder where it goes after this. Well, because like, I'm assuming some guy's going to cut up. She's going to have to protect the idiot boy for a while. Because she already got paid for like X amount of time. Oh, okay. So I don't know funny, what happens to that. Secret Batman reboot. It's better than Batman right now. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I the first couple of pages of art, I was like, I don't know if I like this. But actually, once I got into it, I started appreciating the art style for what it was trying to show. Because um, like it's supposed to be, like have that uncanny valley. 
because things are dangerous, things are kind of unreal, but still grim enough to be real. So the art actually ends up really working the book's favor. Uh, the colors I was okay with. It was a really bright palette for really dark subject matter. I don't know if that was a conscious choice or just an artifact of that flat style. Just things seem too happy a lot of the times. I, I think the colors could have been better. Um, the writing wasn't bad at all. I like where the story's going. I'm not looking for high art, but I, you're starting to get ideas of characters, what's going on. Very much reads like a, like I said, a Tarantino gritty Reservoir Dogs Pulp Fiction type effect without the jumping around in timeline. So uh, I enjoyed it. Did not super love it, but I really enjoyed it. I will give it three. I could be talked up to three and a half stars. Really liked it. I really want to see issue two. That'll be like my big deciding factor. But okay. I thought Hellchild Blood Money, if you kind of miss 1990s bloody uh, I'm a demon blood stories, hey, there you go. This is for you, man. People are getting killed all the time. Oh, 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 what was that one? Uh, Witchblade. Yeah, Witchblade. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're very different art style. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I at least three start. I could be talked up to a three and a half. That was a fun book. I was happy to read it, and I look forward to more. Last up, Avengers No Road Home, number six. Written by Jim Zub, Mark Wade, and Al Ewing. Art by Sean Isaacs. Colors by J. David Ramos with Marcio Menes. And cover by Yasmin Putri. That is Conan and the Scarlet Witch. And they're uh, fighting a giant scorpions on the cover. Yes, that happens in the book. Hmm. It's amazing when covers happen in the book. Yeah, it's a rarity now. All right. So last issue, Nyx vaporized a bunch of Avengers. Scorpion hugs, says Duncan Idaho. Um, The book opens up with Scarlet Witch, who's trapped in Hyboria. Yeah, Hyboria. I was trying to remember the right word. I was going to say Samaria, but no, they're not Samaria. They're in the desert, so it's Hyboria. Uh, Wake up to nightmares of what Nyx did. Um, This book, almost entirely, is a Conan story. Better than what Marvel has done in the Conan books, honestly. Um, Scarlet Witch and Conan are traveling through the desert. Um, she's basically told Conan that she's searching for a treasure more valuable than anything he's ever encountered. Not a lie. Um, and that in return for half a share of the fortune that it's worth, if he helps her. That's not a lie, but the fortune isn't in gold. So she's kind of lying because he wants gold. She's misleading. Yeah, but she's a witch and he kind of expects that. Hmm. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, historically, Conan and witches don't get along. Right. But he, he appreciates good-looking women, so he that doesn't want to find Historically, Conan and good-looking women do get along. Yep. So, so it's a nice story than going through the desert and, like, trading and fighting. They fight, like, giant scorpions at one point, and they work there together. Like, she's blind, but she can still use her magic. But, like, there's a couple times where he's like, witch, aim toward my voice! And, like, before she blasts, he jumps out of the way. But it actually shows them like going through a lot of stuff together. They start getting closer in their relationships. They talk together at night. And they actually see the relationship growing. It actually comes to a point where they almost almost kiss. And then she's like, I, I can't because she's in love with someone else and he's in another world. And she- he's like, he's I. Dead. Well, he's dead. Well, yeah. Um, also, he you know, says, Yeah, I'm still getting over someone as well. It talks about Belit. 
a little bit. So that, you know, in the timeline of Conan, where he is right now, is like really close to post Blit, so he's still hurting from that. Uh, Blit was a pirate queen he was in love with. Sure. She ended up dead. That's what happens to pirates, man. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the... So they eventually kind of go through this awesome, like, Conan adventure. They find uh, the cult that has the, uh, the one of Nix's shards, the crow cult. Um, the crow, there's some, like, their big crow god, like some big otherworldly, three-eyed, nasty giant crow abomination. Ugh. They enter with the ceremony, but they, they're actually using the shard as, like, a sacrificial knife, and they actually get a drop of blood before they can stop them, and the thing comes out, they have to fight it, and... Right at the cl- they're fighting. Conan's like whooping everyone's butt with this sword. He's awesome. And then the human sacrifice chick, who they free, is running away. She's like, "Please save for these people." She's going to Scarlet Witch. Like, I'm really here, here, here. Take their treasure. And he puts it in her hand. She's like, "No, don't!" Because she touches it because Nyx can see through her eyes. And so as soon as she touches it, Nyx knows that she's touching the stone. So she instantly just teleports in, murders the crow thing, like, with a blink, is like, alright, I'll show you what a real god does. And, you know, Conan's like, oh, hell. Um, also, there's a point where by their closest or something, because she keeps having nightmares of stuff happening in the real world, mm-hmm. and if you'll recall, Hulk, Rocket Raccoon, and Hawkeye are in the nightmare world. And yeah. Wrecking the joint. Yeah, they straight up kill Hypnos. And they acknowledge this issue. Hawkeye's like, you've just killed him. You broke his neck. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, you're right. I should have hit in a tree and shot him with an arrow when he was a 90-pound scientist. That's the way Avengers kill people, right? Man, you got to get over it, man. (laughs) How how long are you to ride that little tricycle? That's something you want to say, but it's Hulk. And if you say that, he can just break your neck. (laughs) So, like, you should get over the fact that, you know, let's not bicker and argue over who killed who. You know. So, he has a right to hold a grudge, honestly. <laughs> a little bit. So, they get the... Sh- so, yeah, they have a vision of the Nightmare. Where in the Nightmare world, Hulk gets the shard, and he cracks it in half and absorbs its power and turns into, like, some sort of savage Grey Hulk. That is not good. That is not at all what the plan was at any point. Nope. Um... And Conan has the same nightmare Scarlet Witch does that night and sees this happen. And he recognizes Hulk as a creature of Krom who doesn't want your prayers, won't listen to could, and only appreciates strength. Yeah, that's fair. And it, as much as Conan can be terrified, it terrifies him. <laughs> Which is a sense, because Conan can't really be terrified, but he is sensible enough to know that's bad. Uh, yeah, they both like end up waking up at the same time of the nightmare. He's like, what did you do to me, witch, that I had that nightmare? Because I could tell by the look of your eyes, we had the same one. She's like, I didn't do that. I don't know what happened. That's bad, though. That's really happening. That's not good. Super bad. That's very bad for everyone involved. Um, but like I said, it, the issue ends with Nick showing up, being still super pissed, annihilating their crow god, <laughs> and ready to whoop everyone else. Um... So, all bad things. Very exciting. The writing was nice and tight. It read like a Howard novel. It read like a Conan book. 
even the Hulk stuff kind of because you were getting like not Conan thought bubble so much as, as narrative from Conan's perspective mm-hmm. during it. It very still much felt like you were with the Sumerian the whole time and more Conan's good. Even in this, I can't believe it. Conan Avengers is good. I'm really liking it. I thought it was dumb. I'm really liking it. I really like this issue. The color was tight. The story was tight. Oh, I want more of this. This is so good. I, I would give it four stars just for my own entertainment, but I got to give it four and a half. It deserves four and a half oh, stars. Yeah. It's just short of perfect. I was so impressed by these two issues. I had to talk about them today. Um, one of them was was fun and kind of light. And one of them was fun and dark. And this one was dark, but ah, loved it. Loved it so much. If you hate Conan, you won't like the issue. That's pretty much how it is. Um, but you still have to appreciate where the story's going, how they're setting everything up. Hulk has become a very dark character. Um, he's actually interesting, though, because Hulk has a problem with he can become very dull. Um, how much can you be a monster running from the authorities? He's kind of dull. Um, or you make... There's so many tropes with Hulk that the times he's interesting are almost anomalies, like World War Hulk, or Right Now, or Immortal Hulk. When he was Joe Fixit, that was interesting, but it wasn't all. A little lame. Little lame. Little lame. Little lame. Yeah. The time or the time of the '90s where he had giant guns for some reason. Because everyone had guns. Giant guns. What? Oh well, yeah, those. But no, <laughs> he was carrying around like Gatling guns because yeah, it was the '90s and everyone had to. But at least they didn't give him a trench coat or make him wear a jacket over his armor. Yeah, Spawn did it. Yeah, Spawn, Spawn did too. To yeah. yeah, but the worst offense is still in the Avengers. The Black Knight wore plate mail and a leather jacket over it. A leather bomber jacket over plate mail. Yep. Well, it's chainmail with a breastplate, but still, it doesn't make any sense. Half plate, I think. Eh, call it half plate, sure. Anyway. Four and a half for Avengers No Road Home. I'm really digging No Road Home. Really am. More than mainline Avengers. Ah, great book. What are your thoughts? What do you think of segment? What are your thoughts on Hulk's dark turn? It's getting pretty dark, and it seems like I'm just waiting for him to kill everyone. I don't see how they could walk out of it and say, and Hulk, Hulk walk up to Barton and go, Ah, oh, me kidding! Hulk love you! You know, I don't see that happening. Um, Plus, uh, when he absorbs a couple more crystals, I don't think he's going to want to stop. No, I don't think so. He seems to really uh, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, he is very dangerous right now. Any suggestions for future comic reviews? Let me know. I am happy to review any comic that comes my way. I got a tweet from a group about a comic about a pro wrestling superhero, and I thought that was fantastic. And they said they sent it, but I never got it. I need to retweet them, tweet them back. Because ah, they said the email to me, I never saw it. But I want to see that book so bad. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. If if you're thinking of good things about comics that I did, am not in alliance with, let me know. We could have a little debate. Maybe you could turn my thoughts. I'm not opposed to that. Thank you. Make sure not to miss stuff. You can follow on Twitch, get your notifications just by following. But even better, subscribe! Then you're available for subscriber-only giveaways and other incentives, which we greatly appreciate our subscribers. Or you can go to YouTube and subscribe, bling, 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 and you will be notified anytime a new episode of Garthon's Comic Poll or any video for the Legion of Myth comes your way. And you should want to be notified of that, because that's good stuff. 
If you want more Garthling, you find it in Legion of the Myth, the Garthons comic pool, team-ups is Charge Online, Secret World Legends, Neverwinter, and other games, mainly with, with uh, Heathen Dog, but also recently with Elgarian. And Garthon streams 9 Central on Sunday. Star Trek Online. Foundry missions, as long as they last. That will be transitioning to... Oh, God. Dang. Yeah, it's painful. Oh, the pain came back. But after that unfortunate sunset happens, we I'm going to be transitioning to streaming console games. Um, and so every donation gets Garthon a little closer to getting a capture card that will handle um, the PS4. Because the PS4 can stream on its own, but then you PS4 box, and then you can't really do stuff. But yeah, I will do what I can. As some games gate themselves if you stream it through the PS4 itself. They, the content can act, creator can actually say, I don't want you to stream this game, and say no. And that's crap. So you need a separate card to get around that. So, Gartha streams Sundays and I and Central, 10 Eastern. Uh, you can see my past streams on Twitch, also on YouTube, and my current team of Star Trek Online. Thank you, everyone. Have a great Garthon day. That's not a good tagline. That was fine. But I said it. All right, everyone. Time for the RNG. We're talking about random things happening in the universe. So, Heathen Dog had an interesting topic. What two magic items from a role-playing game would you want? All right. Now, my my whole thought process on this was, was pretty simple. Now, you're bringing two magical items into the real world. Okay? So, if it's too flashy, you go and get the government on you. And you're not gonna have you're not gonna have them very long, or there's gonna be a big fight and lots of people are gonna die, and that's not what you want. You want to try and make your life better, not more complicated. So, if you get a lot of money, uh, you suddenly get a lot of real property. You suddenly are able to lift cars above your head. You're suddenly able to uh, shrug off bullets, and you do that often because if you get the ability to shrug off bullets, you're not gonna like not get shot with bullets. I mean that's just no fun then. So I stayed away from all that. All right. And of course, part of the rules was staying away from any artifact or god level type stuff because that's always more trouble than it's worth. So I chose these two things from second edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. All right. And there's a reason I chose second edition rather than any other edition. I'm going to get to that. First one is the Ring of Human Influence. This is amazing in the real world. The only thing it does outright is give you an effective charisma of 18. People who see you instantly think you're one of the most charismatic people they've ever met in their lives. They just think you're great. The greatest ever. That You can't prove that's anything but gravitas. You can't. That's right. You can't. You, you don't look pretty. You just have a way about you that people like. People just like you. And, well, well, heathen dog, what if you get in trouble? You know, you start hitting on a girl and... And that, that girl has a boyfriend, and it doesn't matter how, how funny you are, he's going to cut you. I'm like, yeah, that's true. That's why once a day, you can charm up to 21 people that's at a, a time. Lot. Yeah, well, 21 hit dice worth it, but this is the real world. Most people are one hit die. Exactly. So you can charm up to 21 people. You either charm him to go away, or you charm the bar to get him away. That works, too. I mean, I don't care how I don't care how badass he is. Uh, if if he gets dogpiled by twenty one people, he's not going to win that fight. Duncan says his Morgan Freeman already have this artifact. Possibly Morgan Freeman possibly may. Now here's the thing. And that's when I charm, wore my ring. Charm influence. There you go. I'm I'm not I'm not sure how it is in fifth edition. 
but in first edition the the charm last uh, uh duration is dependent on the intelligence of the person you cast it on right and they have to save against it once a day oh not in second edition in second edition for a person of average intelligence between nine and eleven mm-hmm. they get one save every three weeks Ooh, nice three weeks that's pretty if impressive fall, exactly if they follow the spell the average person is going to be charmed to you for three weeks outstanding absolutely just outstanding and of course outside of the of the charm person you once a day you can you can use suggestion which in second edition even after the suggestion is over they still believe it was their idea which is nice which is nice yes they still believe it was their idea even if it seems in retrospect kind of dumb but people in retrospect have done a lot of things that they now think are dumb so they don't they don't bother with it now the reason that that's one of the reasons i went with second edition right there is because the the, the charm person lasts for three freaking weeks does it work through tv well uh, maybe we don't know we don't know because there's no tv you have to test the limits you have to test it you have to test it you have to test over video test it over range you know there's a lot of stuff that the charisma that's would still come across even if the spells didn't you think i don't think the spells would but a charm person can it can it be cast through a crystal ball or a scrying mirror no then no, then probably won't work through TV. But but the, the 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 general, the the general way about you will probably, you know, filter through. Yeah. Now the other reason I, I chose, uh, second edition for Ring of Regeneration is because of how it works. Now, the fifth edition Ring of Regeneration you can say, is more powerful, because it gives you one hit point every round. About every minute. That's uh, that's every, every six minute. seconds. Every, well, in, in combat, I do it I do it differently in combat, out of combat stuff. But Well, okay, first, edition, I, I, first edition rounds are one minute. Fifth edition rounds are six seconds. Okay, six seconds. That's one hit point every six seconds. Or is it seconds. ten seconds? Either way. Well, it doesn't matter. It's really powerful. Yes. Whereas in second edition, it's one hit point every turn, which that, would be every minute. That's a minute. That's a minute. Every minute. So you think, why would you want that? when you can heal much more rapidly, 10 times as much so, in fact, with the 5th edition variant. Because unlike the 5th edition variant, the 2nd edition Ring of Regeneration will bring you back to life. Mm. Once you die, the 5th edition Ring of Regeneration stops working. And guess how many hit points we have? Five? Four? Yep. Well, actually, there, there, there could be a case... Where, where we have a level of soldier or warrior or something because we went through base training. There's a case to be made. I wouldn't make it. Right. But th- there's a case to be made. But even then, a car crash will kill us dead beyond the ability for the ring of regeneration to help us until by the time we're dead. But not in second edition. But not in second edition. In second edition, you could have, you could literally have just your hand with the ring on. It will grow back your limbs. It will grow back your organs. It will grow back your brain. The only way to permanently kill you is to burn you up in a fire or melt acid. you in, completely in acid. And that's it. Everything else you're coming back from. Might not like it, but you're coming no, back. No, no. It's going to hurt all the way down. It's going to hurt and suck. But you're not going to die. See, in the real world, a single gunshot will kill you. In D&D 5th Edition, a single gunshot will upset you. If you're a 10th level fighter... A single gunshot will upset. That's because it's supposed to simulate you getting out of the way and just crazy. Exactly, but we don't have that ability. Right. We just die from stuff like that. Right. Yes. So a fifth edition ring of regeneration is useless in the real world. 
as far as I could see. Very nice. And uh, not only that, but uh, many diseases will be a non-issue. Very true. viruses or bacteria, non-issue. A a virus just destroys a cell to replicate itself. And then it destroys more cells and more cells. Well, your ring of regeneration, even though it only heals one hit point every minute, that's easily enough to keep up to keep more to more than keep up with a virus or it will eventually die out of course you could just become a, a carrier do you still it's age just, though mm. yes you do still age you do still age you have perfect regeneration but your your your, your telomeres still still go down i asked this a long time ago yeah it never says that it stops aging you'd have to specifically yeah. stay that you would have to specifically that they have magic artifacts that that affect your aging process they have separate ones that affect your aging process Right. That's fine. I don't want to live forever. I do want to age. I don't, I don't want to be found out by the government because I'm 120 years old, but I still look like I'm 40. Yeah, it I gets awkward. It gets really awkward. That's, the when they sho- that's when they shove you in the labs. Exactly. They start testing you and stuff, and then they figure out it's just the rings, and then you disappear one day. Yeah, then all of a sudden your rings are gone. Exactly. So those are the ones I chose. They have utility. They make life so much easier, and you stay out of the spotlight if you want to. They are eminently practical. Yes. Garthon, what did you choose? I chose two rings of three wishes. Which is the completely opposite of what I went for. Darn right. I have ultimate Why? utility. No. Uh, yes, I do. You, you have ultimate utility. I have six, six times. times. Well, no, if you wish right, you're good. No, you no. There yes. is no wishing for wishes. Everyone knows you can't. No, you do don't it. wish for wishes. I never said that. You also don't wish for the for the item that, that that gives you a wishes loop. No, I didn't do that either. That'd be okay. silly. That's no, I'm not being silly. <laughs> so basically, what is the greatest superpower in the real world? Money. Exactly. So you wish, and you're saying, don't wish. You wish for money. The government comes for you. That's true. So you don't wish for directly for money. You basically wish to win the Powerball. Be the be the sole winner of the Powerball. That's cool. That gives the money to set you up. And then you live well. If you want to be immune to diseases, wish to be immune to diseases. It's all good. So, so Solar Sister says uh, says intelligence is the greatest superpower in the real world. False. I have seen so many people who are failures at life who are smart as a whip. Intelligence is incredibly useful and good, but it can be used but for only, good or only evil. If you can... No, no, no. Intelligence is incredibly useful, but only if you have the ability to use it. Yeah. I've met so many people who were so smart but did not have the ability to use it properly, and it got them nowhere. Or got them in trouble. Or got them in trouble, yeah. Yep. Uh, just having base intelligence won't get you wealth. No. No. Cunning and guile. That's right. Or dumb luck in the case of lottery. But a lot of those people end up, like, totally screwed. Yeah. You know, they usually end up, like, wasting all their money and end up worse off than they began. True. Uh, completely broke now with 18 drug habits. Right. So yeah. maybe your second wish should be for wisdom. But the uh, either way, you're covered. So you got two rings of wishes. Nice. I just think this one's cheap. It is. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> ruthlessness. ruthlessness. <laughs> yeah, no, that helps. That's, yes. that, that's... Intelligence and ruthlessness equals success. Sadly true. Absolutely. And you're there, talking... There is, there is no field anywhere in this world that ruthlessness plus success i mean a plus intelligence does not equal success that's kind you of may true. have to step on some babies' bodies but well hey you're gonna win there's a there's a point there's a point 
But the uh, depends what you by getting ahead. But honestly, it depends what your goals are in life, what you would use your wishes for, you know? And, you know, if I really wanted to be cheesy, I would just want Aladdin's lamp. Have you ever read the original uh, Thousand Nights? No. All right. So you're familiar with Aladdin's lamp, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who do I feel of Charlie Great Doodles? Wish they'll get me that. All right. If you ever read the original Scheherazade's Tales of the Arabian Nights, in the story of Aladdin, he has the lamp and the ring. The ring grants wishes. Sure. But the lamp gives you the genie who grants wishes as well. And the, and the genie is totally on your side. Mm. It's not, ah, oh, how can I twist your wish? Just like, you want that? Boom! We're done, buddy. Um, so that's really, it's actually a really weird story. Very weird. So, and it's infinite wishes. There's no three wishes about it. As long as you got the lamp, it's infinite wish time. Great. Just so you know. So I didn't say that. Well, no, because it's not in a RPG game. Right. Any RPG game that gives you an Aladdin's lamp basically turns into like the genie hates you and will try and twist your wishes. And it's like, yeah, that's those stories came later. The original Mm -hmm. Aladdin story, the genie's still like, sweet, let's do this. You're my best bud now. Right. And, uh, you know, it's it's not like I would say close to Disney, but the genie's not like, hey, wacky, wacky, wacky. It's uh, it's more like the genie's like, hey, we're on the same team. Let's do this, master. You know. Uh, and the ring can grant wishes. He has a ring which grants wishes as well, but it can't do like really powerful stuff. Mm. It can only do lower rank stuff. Got it. But I was originally thinking of very close to along your lines, um, something to guarantee health and something to get to uh, give uh, domination over others. Not domination, but either charisma, influence, or uh, mind control. Those are those are my initial thoughts. And then I was like, you know what? Let's just munchkin it out. Lamp needs a nerf. Yeah, exactly right. If we read the story, you're like, once you get that lamp, you are pretty much undefeatable. You're winning, you're winning everything. Yeah. Right, right. And the only reason, because Ladd actually loses the lamp, but he's able to get it back. So because the guy who gets it from him doesn't instantly wish Aladdin dead. He just wishes him away, and he's able to get back, sneak in, and steal the lamp again. And then Aladdin's a little more pragmatic. Uh, anyway, that's what I would do. Now, if you have any ideas, uh, for what would you do? What, what two magic items from, from what game? Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to cheese out like me and just say wishes, you know, cause I'd honestly, if I had said my first thought, I just would have sounded like, he's like, yeah, same thing. That's, that's smart. Cause it is. He had a very smart, well thought out thing. He did. Good job. Heathen dog. Thank you. Not so good job. Me. Spice, lots of spice. Lots of sp- spice is not a magical item. Sp- spice is a is a chemical process that, that it's, it's very it's, bad. Kind of like acid or weed, like together. Spice is bad for you. It's magic. It's not magic, Duncan. We know it's not magic. What was the old quote? Any any science is sufficiently advanced will seem like magic to a primitive yeah. culture. But th- this one, in this case, it's worm poop. Yeah, he just wants the blue eyes. <laughs> oh, of course, that's it. But yeah, go ahead and, and throw in the in the comments below or in chat and uh, we will we will judge you. All right, let's talk Garthon Shazam review. I just saw Shazam uh, just a couple hours ago uh, on early re- release. They've actually been running a lot of early release showings of this film, which means they have confidence in it. 
Uh, if, the, if they don't have comps to the film, you never see a pre-release. Uh, Is that confidence warranted? I Well... Shazam basically tells the story of Billy Batson, who is a 14-year-old kid in foster care. He's a repeat runaway um, who ends up in a new family who's – they're all foster kids uh, with a loving couple who grew up as foster kids themselves, found each other. Uh, He ends up – he's a good kid at heart, but he's kind of had a rough time of it. Um, Ends up – Getting a just how spoilery should I be? But you're gonna be super spoilery. I don't want to go on forever though. I know, but you're just gonna spoil the crap out of it. But basically, he gets magic powers from the wizard Shazam, who gives him the power to become the ultimate guardian. So the four-year-old kid could turn into, in the original comic, Captain Marvel is what he was called. They lost the rights to that name through a very long series of coincidence and weirdness, which I am not going to go through. Um, So what is he called now? You can't say Shazam, right? So Right. They actually, there's a joke of that throughout the whole movie where they're trying to figure out a name for him. They call him, like, the Crimson Dynamo, the Crimson Tornado, uh, Captain Sparkle Fingers, uh, Thundercrack, you know. All these names. So they never actually settle on a name the whole time, Great. which is actually a kind of an ongoing what, what joke. What about in the comics? What, are they, what is he called in the comics? They're doing that in the comics as well. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> They're gonna have a contest, I guess. I don't know because no one knows what to call him because he can't he can't say Shazam. No, because he it switches him back and forth. Uh, so basically, a foster home full of other kids. Um, who and the kids are all foster themselves. They try to welcome him as part of the family. Some more than others. No one like oh you're not. But they all welcome him. Some are more charismatic than others. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one kid who befriends him especially who uh who is crippled he has to use a cane to get around um he's huge into superheroes knows everything about him he usually wears like an aquaman t-shirt um the modern like aquaman symbol and stuff right yeah. right right uh but also he has like a book yeah he's showing like billy batson that's who becomes shazam like when he's like oh look at this is i got this like look that's a battering it's not real it's a replica but it's sharp like check it out and, oh, look, look at this. This is authentic. I have a sort of authenticity. It's a bullet that bounced off Superman. You know, So they're, I like they're tying stuff in. Eventually, he ends up, after fighting back against a bully that was picking on... Uh, crippled, his crippled... Yeah, his buddy. crippled stepbrother. Foster brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up running away from him, hiding the subway, ends up in the magical area where Shazam, you know, basically like, you know, I'm... He basically tells the history, like, look, once there were seven guardians... They're all gone, just me left. I need to find someone who's pure of heart to pass it on to. And I've chosen you, Billy Batson. So, basically, through he gets the powers, turns into Shazam, and then, like, the wizard, like, crumbles into cigarettes and is gone. And he's like, what do I do now? Yeah, he didn't get a whole lot of primer. No, got no instruction. I yeah. Even uh, the Grace American Superhero got an instruction booklet. He didn't even get that. He lost it, but he lost it. got one. Yeah. So they go on like there's the movie's very lighthearted. A lot of like him learning his powers, figure what to do with it. There's the context of you he it's written as if a fourteen year old boy all of a sudden got powers. Which is the way So it's he's ready. like yeah. an idiot. His fourteen year old boys are idiots. I was a fourteen year old boy, I was an idiot. Every, yeah, we so all. was I and yes I was. Yeah, I mean at one point, you know, they're 
it starts to like start doing like trying to figure out his power. Then it's like, oh man, wait, we can start doing other stuff. Like at one part, they like send him into a, a gentleman's club. Like he like walks in. They they don't like show him going in. The, they show him, like walking in the club. They don't show the inside of the club. Oh okay. And then like he comes out. It's like, dude, you're in there for five minutes. Like, dude, I need some more money. It's like, what do you mean you have more money? Like, you you were only there like five. Minutes. Like they are very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So I laughed, you know. Um. Then uh, I there's a scene where you probably saw the previous. He goes to the convenience store. And the people go to rob it. But he actually walks to the computer store and is like, I would like some of your finest beer, please. You know, and I actually give him credit for this. They actually Because in a Marvel movie, I don't think that would have flown. They're not gonna have fourteen year olds going buying beer. Woo! Thank you for the follow, Isaac. Isaac. So they actually I give him credit for this. They actually went in to buy beer. Uh, they stopped the robbery, they walk out with the beer. It's like, oh, yeah, ooh, thank you. Appreciate this. Yes, I will now enjoy this as I am an adult. And they walk outside and him and like the 14-year-old kid like pop open one, take a swig, kind of look at it, they'll spit it out like, oh, that is revolting. Oh, what? Is... Ah, and then you see that like there's a quick flat. You know, there's a, then like the scene cuts. They're walking back out of the same place, but now with arms full of candy and nice. like chips and stuff. Because you know, like, that's practical because beer tastes yeah. like nasty. So I like that, you know, stuff you would expect a 14-year-old to do. Um, eventually, like, the power kind of goes to his head, and he's, like, cutting schools. Like, I don't need anyone anyway. I got, look, and he's, like, doing stupid crap, like, putting on, like, stupid, like, stage shows to stage. Like, look, I got lightning from my hands. Lightning from my hands. And, you know, like, has, like, a guitar case where people put money into, you know. Um, Thinking like a 14-year-old. Yeah, yeah. like a 14-year-old. Like, like, I don't, you know, I don't need these people on runaway anyway. Everybody has to live on their own. Um... But throughout the story, I also seems to start getting closer to his foster family. It's not a very like, oh, we love you so much. They're trying to reach out to him, and he is still obsessed with finding his mother, who he came, who he lost as a child. They got separated, a fair, and he was never able to find her. And the movie starts out with a lot of really dark scenes, like some really dark stuff happens at the very beginning of this film, where you see like the main villain, as a child, get pulled into the wizard shazam's big chamber the wizard tell you know tests him and he fails he says you're not good enough you're not pure of heart enough you'll you're just not good enough for this and send him back to where he was his to back to the life where he is where he's driving a car with a father who doesn't love him an older brother who is always insulting him it just it starts off really dark um and there's a few there's quite a number of bad words not they're not dropping f bombs all the time, but there were more like people uh, using the s word more than I would think. Mm. But so it's probably like a PG PG thirteen film, I think. I don't remember. But okay. Um, so if you have really young kids, beware they're going to say you know say that a bit. But the movie starts out dark, and I was like, what did I just get into? And then it gets lighter as it goes through the film. It actually gets it starts out dark and gets lighter as it goes, which also is on purpose, I think, showing that as the champion of Shazam is anointed, Shazam, things start getting better. And things start getting lighter. Um, I don't want to give a bunch of stuff away, but eventually he does, of course, end up closer to his new adopted family. There's some dark stuff where he actually, they're actually able to track down his birth mother. 
and it's kind of messed up. Oh no. Um, I'm not. Basically, did she leave him there on purpose? That well, it, in one of the initial scenes where you see he's with the social worker, Billy, yeah, she's like Billy, this is your you run away again. We found another couple of you. They're a loving couple. They already have six of their foster kids. They or five of their foster kids. They're a great family. Because he in the end he beginning he's like pulling a scam to try and like track down the, he his mother's n- name right. He only knows her. Uh, her uh, basically, so he's trying to find his mother's name. So he's tracking everyone with his mother's name in the city, hmm. right? And he's, tra- he's like seventy-five. And she's like seventy-five names, and you've tracked down every single one of them, and none of them were your mother. And she tells me, "You need to go with this family." So I could be on my own. Not until you're eighteen, you can't. You need these people. You're spending all your time burning all your bridges, searching for a mother who never searched for you. And the movie opens with this kind of stuff. You're like, "Geez." Dang. You don't know that. You don't know me. You don't know yeah. my mom. Yeah, but then later, his foster family, the other kids in that, when they figure out what he was trying to do, because they actually find like his notebook he'd thrown in the trash, they actually, you don't see them do it, but they say, you know, we actually found her for you. He's like, what? And it's like, yeah, she went back to her maiden name, which he never thought of, because, you know, he's 14, he's, 14, he's, he's stupid, it. he's not a yeah. genius. Uh, goes back, he actually... He immediately runs out there, of course, at a. And when he finds her, she's like, kind of looking. I was like, "Do I know?" He's like, "I, I." It's like basically says, "It's like, oh." And like hear like some dude, you're like, "Who the hell is that?" It's like, "Just a second, I, I just don't have to talk to you real quick." It's like, "Look, yeah, um," because he like goes to hug her. She's like, "Yeah, um, no, uh," and basically tells him that she saw he's like i know you never found it's like i saw you he's like what then you kind of get like her perspective what happened that day at the fair when she lost him they got temporarily separated and when he was with the cops you know like don't worry we'll find your mom you know she kind of saw him there and thought about going back to him and then turned and went the other way yep she's like i was 17 my husband just got sent to jail i was just divorced I knew no one. I was scared. My parents kicked me out. I thought you'd be better off without me. And with that, Billy is now living in the darkest timeline. Yeah, it's like, oh, dang. <laughs> dang. It's like, gosh, dang. It's like, I, she's like, I'm sorry. I just, I think you're still better off. I just, I don't know you. I don't want to. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, I just wanted to. And then, like, he's been holding on to, like, this uh, this uh, compass that she had won for him at the fair that day for his whole life. And he's like, oh, well, well here, you can hold on. She's like, what's this? Like, she just doesn't even remember. Like, the most important day of his life, nothing to her. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, just, yeah, well, you'll, it'll help you. Maybe it'll help you find home. I think you need it more than I do. Because I already have a, a great home to go back to. Because he's finally accepting, oh, this myth I've built up that everything's going to be great if I find her is gone. Mm-hmm. And he just—he's finally able to accept his, the foster family. He's been trying to love him into his life. It's—it's it's a little melodramatic, but it really works really well. The film does this striking thing between stuff that's like kind of silly, and then they hit you with the dark bat. You're like, "Ow!" And then it goes back. But that just makes like the bright stuff stand out more. It really builds to the big final ending, where it's by accepting others into his life and into he's able to finally overcome the big evil of Dr. Savant at the end. 
Oh, um, I didn't even call him Black Adam. Man. No, that Black Adam is a whole different character. All right, fine. Dash Savannah is an entirely different character. All right, yeah, he didn't get the power from the wizard by accident. He he got it himself. Right. Because he's all super pissed at the wizard. Right, and he does that in the food. Yeah, Dr. Savannah's yeah. like the kid in the beginning who was told, you are worthless, right. you can't have this power. And... I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he grows up with I'll show you and eventually finds, tracks the wizard down and steals the power. Um, so, wow. Um, but the ending is very uplifting, very everyone like comes together, and it's a whole lot of fun. Um Good for your kids. Yeah, it was a great. Except, the, except my, swearing. Uh, my kids all went. They all loved it. They all had a great time watching it. Um, it. It was like of the two Captain Marvel movies, even though Shazam can't be called Captain Marvel anymore. Um, this one, if someone said, "Hey, I want to see Captain Marvel again. You want to go?" I'd be like, "Eh, yeah, I'm all right. Unless you're paying, then I'll go." If they said to me, "Hey, I'm going to go see Shazam," I'll like, oh, "I'll go with you." Because that was fun. I enjoyed it. I'd like to see it again. There are a lot of DC Easter eggs in there. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, there are two post-credit scenes. This definitely has a lot more heart. Yeah, this this movie I was coming out thinking this movie had a lot of heart to it. It, you know, I got a little teary-eyed at the end because I'm old and I get sentimental. Um, but Captain Marvel made me feel nothing. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, she's beating up that guy now. It didn't make me feel annoyed that they made scrolls good guys. I felt annoyed. But everything else is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's kind of funny, yeah. But this one, I had laugh-out-loud moments. I had moments where I was like, like, oh, my God, no. Oh my, what the hell? This is dark. And, and then moments like, yeah, moments of joy. It was a fantastic film. It was fun to watch. I wanted good things to happen. Um, this is the best DC film. Well, I haven't seen Aquaman, so I can't judge against Aquaman. Mm. But it's better than a Batman or Superman-related film. I'll tell you that. Um, there are two post-credit scenes if you watch the film. Um, I highly suggest you do. You know, if you're into superheroes at all, I definitely say Shazam is one to watch. It's a lot of fun. It captures the essence of being a 14-year-old boy um, very, very well. Um, I actually think that Zachary Levi does a great job, but sometimes I think he's like a little too silly, maybe. But it's still a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great film. If I was going to give it a star rating, um, let's consider it. You could tell that Captain Marvel had a much larger special effects budget in this film. You could tell. The special effects in this film are really good, but it is not up to like the standards of the Avengers or Captain Marvel. Those had tons more money. You could tell. But they work, and they're fun. There are little times where, like, some of the monsters are like, yeah, the monster was kind of fake. Uh, it sounds four. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll give it four stars. Four stars. I could be talked up to four and a half because I really enjoyed this film. But I, as you can tell by my shirt, I'm a Captain Marvel Shazam Mark. I get the comic books. Um, I would like to think I did fanboy for the film and thus rate it higher. But it was fun. It was entertaining. I. Was interest was happening the whole time, uh, unlike Captain Marvel, where it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of neat, it's kind of neat. This was like, yeah, I was on the edge of my seat, trying to go back, like, oh no, um, I want to see it again. This was a really good film, like, and if you're into superheroes, highly recommend seeing it. Four stars out of five from Garthon's comic poll. Outstanding. Uh, two post-credit scenes, I think I said. 
Uh, would you like to know what they are? That's more spoilers. I told you you're going to spoil the whole I'll thing. I'll spoil the post-credit scenes. Um, and there's a part of the movie where uh, one, of, one of the kids, his, his the buddy, the, ah, I wish I could remember his name right now, uh, the crippled one who knows how to superheroes, is like getting picked on. He's like, oh, yeah, well, I I, I know who who uh, the Crimson uh, he, hero is, and he's he's going to come and, and hang out with me at lunch tomorrow. He's looking over Billy, right? He's going to hang out with me, right? Right? And he's like, oh. it's like, what? You're not, wait, I'm supposed to protect my secret identity, not get in trouble, but but it's okay to blow it all and that you know him if, if it makes you look better at lunch? It's like, dude, come on. So that becomes a point of contention. He doesn't show up. Then, of course, the kid gets atomic wedgied or suitcase wedgied. You know what a suitcase wedgie is? He asks no. him. Billy says no. It's so they pick you up by underwear and carry you down the hallway like a suitcase. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, suitcase wedgie. All right. Um, but the that actually comes back later in the film, of course. The post credit scene is like his other like foster brother and sisters come sit with him. He's like, what are you guys all doing here? We just want to have lunch with you. Like, all right. You got, your guys' lunch is on a different period. Like, a uh, special occasion. And then, you know, he walks, Billy walks in at Shazam. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's me. That's right. Yeah. I just want to sit with my best buddy here. Oh, yeah. He taught me everything I know about being a hero. Right? He's like, everyone's like, oh, wow, it's him. He's like, he's like, oh, God. he looks like slightly embarrassed. You know, it's like, oh, great. My brother's coming finally. I don't need this now. But he's like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Great kid. You should all get to know him because he's awesome. Like, oh, it's good to see. It's like, yeah, hey, I brought a friend with me. And then you see holding a lunch tray. You only see it from the neck down, but it's Superman. Walks in as well, holding the lunch tray. Oh, okay. I thought that was pretty awesome. It, I wish it had been, you know, Henry Cavill, but he's not Superman anymore anyway. But well, I thought that that's, was nice. That's not, that's not final. Yeah, it's true. But it was really awesome that Superman, you walk in to have lunch as well. Everybody like, starts freaking out. I was like, what the? He's like, yeah, it's my bud there. And that ends the film. Uh, then there's the post post credit scene, which after everything, where you see him staring at a fish t- at like a goldfish bowl, he's staring at it. It's like, yes, I see you. You're hungry. You want more food. You know it's dangerous, but you want it. And he's like, you, 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 So you do have that power. You can't. Ha- you can't. Like, no, that's dumb. Why do I want to have telepathy with fish? Cause, and he goes back to like the superhero list, like when they're trying to find all his powers, crossed it off. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like that's. It's like, why would you want to? And, and of course, the kids wearing his Aquaman shirt because there are millions of fish in the sea and life forms. You would have command of billions, an army of billions, huh? Huh? It's like, yeah, I guess that's a fair point. And then it ends. All right. So I it was kind of cute. But all in all, great film, lots of fun. If I had to compare it to another film, I would compare it to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, okay. Favorably. This for homecoming. Uh, it's coming, kind of a coming of age story. A young, you know, a kid learning about responsibility, gaining his powers, finding a, a family to be part of. And I just, I really enjoyed the heck out of this film. Really thought it was great. Um, yeah. So I, if you have any questions about that, let me know. I, I thought it was great, and I would see it again. It is a fun. I probably will see it again, honestly. Very good film. It is. Currently, my favorite DC film. Um, of the DC films I've seen, it's Shazam and Wonder Woman. Those have been the best ones. Of course, we're not including Nolan's Batman films because those aren't part of the DC film universe, which DC is actually kind of walking slowly away from 
and like kind of like push you into a corner saying, yeah, we never really meant to have a combined universe anyway. Yeah, that we really didn't want that. You know, we didn't want all that precious, precious money. So <laughs> all that Marvel money. Damn. Yeah, we didn't want that. We didn't want to be respected and lauded. Um, but all yeah, right. DC was actually willing to have a fun film and it really pays off again. The end. So, thank you, everyone, for watching. Hope you enjoyed that. Spread the word about the Legion of Myth. you have any final words, Heathen Dog? Uh, no, not really. I mean, uh, I want to I wanna thank Elgarian for getting us all the subs, and for everyone who stopped by today, that was great. And uh, we will let you know when the uh, when the next giveaway is going. Absolutely. So spread the word. Yeah. Thank you very much. We all know that Elgarian is the premier soda host, and we appreciate everyone re- realizing that as much as we have throughout the years. There is no doubt in my mind. I remember back when I met him in 1962, I said to myself, friends, this young man will be the premier soda host one day, and you could take that straight to Western Union and telegraph it to your grannies. And then we danced. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, memories are very vague of what happened back then. Anyway, <laughs> back in 1862, system. I remember we were splitting the rails for the next rail line, and Elgarian said to me, my friend Garthon, tell me, what do you think of Tyler? I said, I think he'll be fine. Anyway, so spread the word for each goalie in 2019. We'll have a special contest specific for the venue supporters. All four goals 2019 are held for three months. We'll have a special giveaway contest with at least 1,000 prizes, and we are inching there every single week, my friends, and we thank you for making that possible. So tell everyone, friends, families, nerds, nerds, we love the nerds as they you are us. That is the wrong music. So we have over 200 hours of family friendly streams at 1262. Yeah, we're getting to Viking times now. This is not good. So thank you very much, everyone. Join the Legion. Join us on Discord. Follow us on Twitter at Legion of Myth. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube. Type Legion of Myth. See all of our videos. Watch us live on Twitch. The best way to join us and interact with us live and influence the programming directly. The audio version is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, and fine podcast aggregators everywhere. Let us know what interests you. Your support keeps us going, and we greatly appreciate it. You can support us through Patreon, patreon.com slash leashedomyth. Uh, Streamlabs donation is always nice, streamlabs.com, twitch.streamlabs.com slash leashedomyth. Get our gear. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love with your Leashedomyth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash leashedomyth. Or you can cheer and twitch, such as cheer 100. Great job, guys. And we'll know we're doing a great job. Or you suck here, but we'll correct if you let us know how. Remember, upcoming activities. Our April Twitch giveaway is coming up. We will have many things there. Things to give away. Be a follower to be available to get that. And don't forget to join us at Gen Con in 2020. Here's our streaming schedule. Every day of the week, we're there for you. Memorize it, know it, or just join us on Twitch and you'll be notified instantly when we're coming live. Or on Twitter, we let you know there too. Max Land streams on YouTube with the Angry Slow Show, Foul Mouth, Opinionated Rants, and your favorite angry man. Slow is there for you, my friends. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for all our viewers and fans. Where we have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great journal and novel.